0: Welcome to the Talking Story Podcast, where we believe all of us can have a more purposeful and meaningful, and yes, an even more exciting life. Listen in to inspiring stories about ordinary people who have done extraordinary things with their lives, through their hobbies, their passions, and their businesses. Join your hosts, father and daughter team, Bob and Kelsey, as they travel the world seeking out those whose stories inspire us to do things greater than what we imagined we could.
1: Well, it's a beautiful day once again in Hawaii, and I'm here with you, Dad. Just got done with lunch.
2: Yes. I always say I haven't yet. I've been here almost a year now. I have yet to see a non-beautiful day.
1: (laughs) I think we're getting rain tomorrow, but...
2: And we're getting snow. The weather forecast says yes, folks. We we're saying snow on the top of Mauna Kea, which is thirteen thousand seven hundred feet. Uh, they, I'm part of a canoe club, and uh, the head of our president of our canoe club announced that the weather report is calling for snow on top of Mauna Kea today. So there you go.
1: You know, my boat guests are always amazed when I say you know there's snow in all 50 states sometimes some parts of the season they look at me and they go what no there's no snow in Hawaii and then we're out watching whales in the winter time and I point up to the beautiful Mauna Kea which you just referred to and there it is all white capped in snow and uh I think it's a pretty special thing about this big island but enough said about Mauna Kea and snow in Hawaii we're here just my dad and I today. We're not going to be interviewing anyone in particular. We just kind of want to talk story with you guys. We've listened to nine episodes already of ordinary people doing extraordinary things and again using their time, their resources, their talent to do amazing things for the people on this planet and for the planet itself. Uh, We're having issues all over the world of trash and plastics and Uh, global warming and you can name it and there's people who are starving impoverished uh, being sexually exploited every day there's issues i mean i was just watching the news yesterday and there was another shooting here in hawaii this
2: time pearl harbor shipyard
1: it gets a little frustrating and i think a little at least for me just i get a little burdened where i'm like gosh there's so much happening in this world and what are we going to do about it and again, that was kind of my inspiration for this podcast was, you know, we just kind of need to hold on to the hope that people are doing some really powerful things in this world. It's not all negative, Nancy. Yeah. And and
2: we've seen so many already and so many more to come. And uh, and yet, for all the great things that all our guests have done, these ordinary people doing extraordinary things, this extraordinary things are always because there's a great need and a great darkness and they come in and they provide light and they they help women out of trafficking in southeast asia because they've been trafficked which is terrible but the bright side is they're not doing it anymore you know completely set free
1: and i think it's important that You know, not all of us are called to be the next CEO of a nonprofit or a for-profit business. That's not what we're talking about. Yes, we've interviewed a lot of people who are the founders. Um, Some of them haven't been. Some of them have been beneficiaries of amazing organizations. But I think it's important that not to, please don't tune out, listener. We're going to explore a little bit today about how we find purpose in our lives again not talking to the ceo or founders of a soon to be organization but everyday normal people whether you're working at a restaurant whether you're picking up trash there's purpose in everything we do whether no matter your profession let's just say that there's there's purpose we are all called to something greater and so we want to explore a little bit of that today but dad, what I would love to do is we haven't really heard from you. People really don't know who Bob Wallacewski mm. is except for your daughter and
0: <laughs> the family that
1: surrounds, but uh you know, I would say you dabbled in a lot of different careers until landing on one that you've been doing or have been doing. You just retired for 27 years, but can you walk us through a little bit of your journey and what you've done with your life and And then we're going to talk a little bit and break it down to our listener of what they can do to discover maybe their purpose and their calling.
2: I can just see collectively all of our listeners just hit the stop button and go. <laughs> Actually, folks, I hope not. And I do want to, speaking of purpose, as Kelsey's talking about purpose, it isn't that our uh, our guests didn't show up to this week, and so we decided that we would talk. This has been planned. This was purposeful. So, yes, I will share the, the briefer version of my life. Um, I was raised... Um, I would call it in a in a religious family, we attended church uh, quite regularly, not just Christmas and Easter. Um, it was a more traditional church with more traditional music, three songs out of a hymnal. Not, I'm not complaining about that. It's just as a young person, uh, it just didn't do anything for me. It was hard to sing. It was incredibly boring. I don't remember uh, ever having someone in the pulpit as a pastor that that was exciting or encouraging or inspiring—it was the Sunday thing to do, and it was very very boring. So I, because of the church thing being a very boring thing for me, I, and also we were a military family, so we moved a lot, which meant just about the time I met some friends and had some friends, seems like my dad would walk in the door and say, I got orders and we're going to, you know, fill in the blank. I always say, I think I lived in every state in the union before I was ninth grade, which is an exaggeration, of course, but it, up in, it seemed like it at the time we moved an awful lot. Um, and in fact, in ninth grade, but with about six weeks left of the school year, uh, we moved to Colorado, which is where I finally actually settled down, but when we first got there, with just six weeks or so of the school year, I don't know why we couldn't have finished it out, I was so mischievous and rebellious that I got kicked out of class in that six weeks, and then two days after getting kicked out of class, I was kicked out of school, uh, I always say there's a couple ways to be noticed as a middle schooler. You can either be uh, nice and friendly and good at something or you can be rebellious and be known for being cocky and I was known for being cocky. I don't recommend that one, but at that point in my life that was the easier route to go. Anyways, that soon led to other things than the rebellious thing, the, the, some drugs, a lot of drinking, um, and, and then some girls in an algebra class uh, when I was a sh- junior in high school, uh, invited me to go on a ski trip and, uh, boy, I'd love to ski. And, uh, it was something we called young life. I didn't know anything about that. didn't know it was a Christian young person's organization, but Hey, if you can go skiing, I'll do, I don't care if it's Buddhist. I don't care if it's, you know, whatever they do, I'll I'll go. I want to go skiing. And, and I went, uh, it it planted a big seed in my life. It didn't. It wasn't uh, anything life changing at that moment, but it certainly got me thinking. And then eventually, I signed up to go to a summer camp. Um, it was at that summer camp, a young life summer camp called Malibu, up in British uh, Columbia, Canada, that uh, I actually was quite changed by God and uh, made a personal uh, decision to be a Christ follower. Uh, boy, did that ever revolutionize my life and and then all sorts of the the rebellion almost almost like it fell away instantly and uh and then something else happened at that time purpose uh really began to well up in me i do not recall a time where i'm about to describe that came like after uh becoming a Christian at this camp. It was almost like they were at the same time, but they must've been a little different. But as I look back, it's been a lot of years ago, it was like I knew I was supposed to be a youth pastor. Um, it was like, I just knew it. And I went off to college. So I went to uh, uh, to get a degree uh, in, in Bible and I did. I, and, um, and I graduated in May of a certain year and that very August of that same year, a few months later, I was serving as a youth pastor for $40 a week. <laughs> I still remember. It was very part-time. I still work construction to pay the bills, and uh, but I was called the youth pastor because I was there on Sunday, and I showed up on Wednesday night to help with the youth group, which eventually, like a year or two later, led to a full-time, and then I was a full-time youth pastor. Um, then, I, I again, it can be a longer story, but After seven years of of that, I went through kind of this wilderness experience, I call it. Not a bad experience, but I just didn't know what my purpose was next. I knew youth pastoring, but after that, I didn't know. Um, There's a few steps in the middle that I'll skip over, but focus on the family, uh, a great Faith-based nonprofit that was based in Pasadena, California, had just announced it was moving to Colorado Springs, which happened to be where I, where I was living. And uh, I floated a resume, and uh, sure shooting, they called me up, and I got got a job. And as you said, Kelsey, twenty-seven years, I I, I served with great purpose for a fabulous organization. Um, I won't say I felt called to that. I kind of fell into that. I was at the right place at the right time. But I'll tell you, it was so fulfilling. Uh, It was, I always, every single day, I knew I was helping families. Every single day, we got letters, we've got emails, we've got calls. I knew I was helping people. I was on over a thousand radio stations. I still am to this very day. It isn't gonna last that much longer. I'm doing some freelancing. Uh, I've written a book. I was published so many times I can't even count. Uh, I've written articles for other people's books. And it just amazes me now. And of course, it's not like my life's over, um, but as I look back, I, I have six plus decades of life that has been very fulfilled.
1: Well, I think what you said about fulfillment, I think you've nailed that key word because there's a lot of people, I'm sure, like myself at one point who woke up and did life and it just seemed empty and it wasn't fulfilling. But what we're trying to help our listener today is to figure out how to find that more fulfilled life. And just to draw attention that you didn't start Focus on the Family, but you were part of a collective body who helped them do the vision, helped them.
2: Yeah, I I, I was the head of a department, and I didn't even f- uh, start that department. Someone else started it, and, uh, and then a couple of years after that, they left to other people things. And then I was able to go at the helm and and help bring direction. And, and I am a visionary. I know that that's part of the way I'm wired. I'm never happy with the status quo. And I think that's a good thing. Um, so I'm always looking to how can it be better? How can we reach more people? How can we be more effective? And how can we do it for even less money if it takes money and it did of course
1: what was your department can you share tell us a little bit about what you did at focus just so people understand kind of why it was so fulfilling
2: well focus on the family has dozens and dozens and dozens of what i consider little umbrellas under a major big umbrella called focus on the family there's adventures in odyssey which are for kids there's boundless for young singles there's a radio broadcast the daily and on and on these magazines galore um but one of them was an entertainment review department that we call plugged in so we looked at the movies we looked at the top charting music we watched television shows uh, and netflix and amazon nvidia and played video games all the way through and then we have a website that was had a million people every month went to catch what we had to say from a uh, Faith based perspective about all those entertainment things. Um, we try not to tell people go or don't go, listen or don't listen, or play this video game or don't. We try to just give them the basic information. Here's what's in it. And moms and dads, now you know whether you should buy that video game for your kids for Christmas. Now you know whether you should load up the minivan and all four of you go see that movie uh, that just released at the movie theater or whether you go you didn't I would have never thought there was nudity and sexual dialogue in that movie I am so glad I read plugged in that was what we were about letting people know some people read it and they said let's go and some people read the same review and they go oh, we're not going to that and uh, and I just counted it a privilege to be part of the information provider information broker is what I considered myself
1: So again just a part of a body who collectively, was working to achieve amazing things helping people helping families i think that's such a cool thing and yeah good job dad 27 years that's something to be so proud about um i i uh we're gonna break it down for our listener we're gonna give kind of four to five steps of as we dissect a little bit about your life and even my life what maybe our listener can start doing as they start thinking and trying to figure out okay what is What's fulfilling to me? You know, I'm doing this job and it pays the bills, but it doesn't necessarily bring the fulfillment. And and guys too, just FYI, like a little bit of the opposite spectrum. Like you found a job that paid you
2: to... To do what I would have volunteered for free, I'm glad they didn't know that, but that I would have done for free and I got paid for it for 27 years. You're absolutely right. So
1: that's a blessing and that's not something that every single person can do. you still
2: got to have your trash collectors and you still have to have your dishwashers and you still have to have your janitors. And
1: there's amazing things about these people and sometimes those jobs are just a step into something more. Right, and
2: sometimes it's those jobs that just pay the bills, I get it, so the we can do something more as you call it our side hustle but when our side hustle becomes our full time hustle that is very fulfilling and what i think we have is some listeners right now where that's a very real possibility they haven't considered it um, because it just seems like oh well i've got to work this other job but one of the things i know we want to talk about is that it might be have you considered That side thing that you find so fulfilling that you do for free or you would do for free. Maybe you make a little bit on it, but you would totally be a volunteer. You know, it's you you knit hats for babies, newborns at the hospital or you show up uh, at the soup kitchen and, and you love every Friday serving meals to the homeless and then you find out that there's a community that's 60 miles away that doesn't even have anything like that and they need you and you could actually go and start it and maybe even get paid because other people see the need and they support it and you could make a living doing what you do for as a volunteer. And for
1: me, I'm just going
2: to do a quick side note because I'm a little bit opposite. I have worked a job
1: and it's a fabulous job. I'm not complaining at all. I'm a boat captain, as we've alluded to in past episodes. Uh, I love the ocean. I love what I do. I wouldn't necessarily say it's fulfilling, uh, but that is where... For me, I have chosen to volunteer on the side. And it's not like I have a lot of time to give, but it's one of those things that in that desire to help other people, um, that's where Heart Ranch started for me. And for our listener who's maybe just listening for the first time, that's episode two. And the reason, a huge reason of why I started Heart Ranch was because of a a season in my life of of a failed marriage. I'm a divorcee. And again, we'll talk a little bit about that. That's in the bonus episode of episode two. And you can listen in and learn a little bit more. But for me, it was understanding that if I was so self-focused, it was all about me, I wasn't finding that fulfillment and I needed to start serving others. And, and so we're going to dabble in of what that looks like uh, for you, dad, for me, hoping to give these tools to our listeners that they can maybe jot down. So listener, this is the time if you have a pen and paper to jot some of our ideas down and maybe mull them over for a little bit and apply them in your life and as maybe you're trying to understand and seek out what your purpose is and how you can be more fulfilled we hope that this could maybe be a tool to help you today so So
2: what's your elevator speech if someone was riding up with you and said Kelsey I've heard your podcast I love it I know that you feel a sense of fulfillment that you didn't even feel five years ago in your life what should I do in my life to be more fulfilled, to find a greater passion and a purpose that I feel like I'm missing currently?
1: Well, I'm going to say one. I, I I know you said elevator pitch, and I don't know if I have, but I'm going to walk through a few steps that I've applied in my life. Okay. And the first thing is, it's taking care of myself. I, I go back to the idea of going, okay, most people have probably been on an airline, and you always listen to the little spiel that the gal gives about securing your oxygen mask before helping the person next to you, probably that being a child. But I think that goes for life, and I think that we have to take care of ourselves uh, before we can help others. And I know, Dad, you've been a really great example to me in that. Uh, You have a great exercise regime every day almost, at least five days a week. Six days a week. Six days a week. And then you also have been a man that has prioritized having a prayer time in the morning. And I would say that for you is probably how you're taking care of yourself because you have a relationship with Jesus, as do I. But can you explain a little bit more about where that began and how that's maybe helped you in your six decades of life?
2: (laughs) Well, I actually went to a college where exercise was not just encouraged, it was actually mandatory. And if you didn't exercise you get kicked out and as a non-exerciser in fact here's kind of a funny story in I'm so old that in I lived under the Kennedy administration and he started an exercise program for kids of which you tested at school and they had something called the 660 yard dash now they don't do those anymore but that was part of the thing and all the kids in my elementary Uh, school had to run that thing and I not only was dead last I was so far dead last that I think everybody went in the building and one person waited for me. I mean, that that's an exact, I was dead last, very, very dead last, you know? And I remember when I crossed the finish line, I—I I, there was a, this thought, I'm never gonna exercise. This is not my thing. I cannot do it. I, <laughs> I'm out of breath, I can't do it. So when I was going to this college where exercise was mandatory, I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. Anyways, quick story. Quick story, I decided to try running. It seemed like the quickest way to get it over with. And then all of a sudden it became a habit, and a good habit, and then a discipline. And what a good discipline. And I can honestly say, and God is my witness, that since college, uh, I have not, there might have been a time, actually I was a a ski bum for a while that I couldn't exercise, but right after that shortly, I have been exercising nonstop without giving up a full month ever in that whole time. Now, I've had to give up a week because of illness and had some surgery and had to give up a week but never even a whole month in all that time. So it has been a take care of myself. At the same time, I'll be honest, I still fight the pounds. I exercise probably more than probably 90% of the people that walk the planet and I can gain weight with exercising, which is kind of a frustration, but probably it's a good thing to some degree because it keeps me at this discipline knowing that I still have to go out, I still need to go jog, and now I'm part of a canoe club and I still go out once a week and i do some upper body stuff with the canoe club
1: well i think that's uh that's a special thing that you've instilled into me so i'm not probably as disciplined as you are i see
2: you out there with a jump rope
1: i uh i try so but then also again you guys just taking that time whatever if it needs to be an hour in the morning for yourself and I, i don't know where your walk of life is i mean again dad you do a prayer time for an hour I like to read my bible and i like to stretch and i like to listen to a podcast while i'm stretching but that's kind of my hour because if i'm not fueled up myself it's hard to help other people because i mean you don't have to be in that perfect state i again i was going through a a tough marriage when i started to volunteer so i'm not perfect but just understanding the importance of striving to make changes even if they're little changes in our lives to where we are healthy in the mind and healthy in the body to where then we can serve other people in an an incredible way. Um, The second thing that I think if you're writing notes is uh, to do a little bit of a self-reflection. I'm a journaler, I don't know, Dad, do you journal? Yeah,
2: I do. I actually, for me journaling is not the deep introspection of my thought life, which is probably more yours. Um, For me, it's more of a diary. I went running at the beach today. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: went canoeing today. Totally two different styles of journaling. (laughs) But whatever your style may be, if you're a journal or diary person, or for me, I think I am a little bit more self-reflective, I will actually encourage you to be a little bit more self-reflective in the journaling as uh, you process fulfillment and process purpose but for me what i found special is um as i've started I'm like what are my passions like sometimes it feels so scattered like i like this and i could dabble in this and i could do this and you just get overwhelmed and i have found that i've written down five things that I am most proud of in my life. Sometimes we kind of forget what we have done. Sometimes mm. we put a lot of pressure on ourselves of, what am I supposed to do in the future? But th- maybe you have helped someone and you, you don't see it as significant, but to another it was significant. Maybe you sat and listened to a friend who was struggling. And if that's something that you're proud of, write it down and uh i think that's powerful and i think it helps you kind of go back into your past and see that hey you've done some pretty darn cool things and it will it could help you launch into the future of doing cool things um and then another thing is writing five qualities and characteristics that define you and uh for example i'm opening up my diary here (laughs) And I'm not saying I'm perfect in any way in these things, but I would say that I one of the characteristics is I'm internally driven, you know? It's just, I am, that's who I am. I am a sensitive person. I am sensitive to many things, but I'm also very sensitive to others' needs and how they feel.
2: I would say people and animals both. And animals, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I am a defender of the weak. I've always kind of had that social justice gene mm-hmm. that Jessica refers to in episode three. And I, boy, I tell you, I can fight till the death if I feel that someone is being Taking targeted or that. taken advantage yeah. of it. It, it. it makes me mad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I could be a... And if I really look into it, I could go into a bad negative avenue with that characteristic or I can... Put it towards something healthy but at least it's something that i recognize so those are just a few mm-hmm. things that um i think as you as a listener just start writing down some of these qualities if you're struggling ask a loved one they know you the best sometimes even more than you think and they can help you come up with these qualities so then that leads into i would say building a value system for yourself have you do you have a kind of a value system that you run your life by dad?
2: Well, for sure. Uh, I, y- you're really good, Kelsey, of being able to write things down and, and be able to go on, you know, on this page of my diary. I I, I certainly w- could vocalize those values, um, but I've never probably written them down in an order. So it's kind of an interesting question.
1: It's something that maybe we can both work on. It's, it's something that I think for us, maybe as jesus lovers um, we kind of have a value system based on the bible because that's kind of our source that a lot of things that we do or don't do kind of comes out of our relationship with jesus and what we read and fill our minds with from scripture and what you know he has called us to do Uh, but for a listener who may not understand or agree with or whatever it may be in Christianity, I think we all have some sort of value system, some sort of absolutely not, we're not interested in that, and some things that we're really passionate in moving forward and wanting to see better the world. And I would say I would really encourage the listener to kind of write out those value systems. Like for me, um, it's, it is helping people. That's one of my core values is, I want to use my life to help others and so when I kind of audit my time and see what am I doing in my day even if it's a job that's not necessarily giving back or helping another how am I helping the employees that day how am I being sensitive to their needs um, you know a value for me is to grow in my relationship with Jesus and so that is why I prioritize that hour devotional time each and every day Um, But it's something that as you kind of write down your values and what you really find special and important, I think that can start helping you grow and find that path that does lead to the fulfillment that you described earlier. Mm. I don't know, Dad, anything that you want to shed light on about that?
2: You know, there's something it's for sure to be said of, of having those values. And like you, um, there's just no doubt as I shared with my, uh, my story, you know, I was a wild kid with no value, no purpose. And then when I met the Lord, it, it, it really transformed me. Um, all of a sudden I saw a greater picture in, in the world. I saw people that needed, um, healing, physically but m- many times emotionally um there's just so much darkness in the world and, and and you know we've had guests that we've been talking to in these podcasts that aren't necessarily christ followers they're doing great stuff they don't have to be i think i thank every single one of them for the great great stuff they do uh f- for me it. Uh, I would probably be one of the most selfish people on the planet whose value system had only to do with me, what I want, what gives me happiness, what gives me some reason to smile, if it hadn't have been for what happened to me at a young life camp when I was 15 years old. Um, that's given me a reason to sacrifice for others. That's given me a reason to... Give generously financially, where, and even that sometimes is a struggle where you think, I could use this money too. And it's like, yeah. But you no, know, you're committed to giving a percentage of your income every year, and you're going to give that no matter what. And, uh, and that value system that happened at age 15, I'm happy to say, is still the value system that I have at age 16, whatever. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know a bunch of static there, uh, but it's because of the values.
1: Mm, that's really, that's pretty neat, Dad. Well, the last thing, it's something that you touched on, and I'm probably going to let you take this one, but it's... Um Kind of. So we've done a lot of internal looking and in, self-reflection. What are the five things that we're proud of that we've done? What are five qualities and characteristics that define us? Kind of coming up with some of our core values that, you know, why do we do what we do? Um, our absolute no ways. And why do we want to wake up out of bed every every day? Um, and then the next thing you talked on is, kind of now putting yourself out there and it's not always an easy thing to do um but volunteering or starting to move in the direction and it may not be your absolute fulfilled calling but at least to start dabbling in things And not expecting to get paid for them and not, it's going to require sacrifice a little bit, but just now starting to put yourself out there, I would say. So can you explain a little bit of what you were talking about earlier to me before we turn the microphones on?
2: I'm not so sure that this is principles for every single person. So I will say that, but I think it's, it's principles for many people not probably a hundred percent. And, and, uh, and it's, a. I I call it the principle of being at the right place at the right time, which is also a principle of saying, I think God is big enough to direct me. If I'm trying to, uh, seek him and, and do what's right and what's first and best in life. And in my own life, for instance at focus on the family I helped direct a, a department as I said earlier that has to do with movies well that wasn't because I went to the USC film school and I was one of the most trained uh, at, at the collegiate level on film nor did I even have a super passion you know don't ask me who you know won an Oscar uh, 10 years ago in movie x because i've even if it's a movie i saw i probably have already forgotten i hate to even admit that but there's a weakness there but where i was good and gifted was that i could i think i could inspire people and uh, and i had a great team and i also was good at talking about things that were out there this weekend but i was i was just all of a sudden the door was open it's a long story but it was like my eyes got big as saucers, and it was like, really? That's what you're offering me that? Sure, I want to do that. It wasn't my lifelong dream. I said I wanted to be a youth pastor, working at Focus on the Family, and, and running a department that has to do with media was not something I've been planning on since I was 15 or 16 or 20 or or even 28. I was around 30 when the door opened, and it was like— <gasps> the door opened. And even now I'm back at that place in my life where this seemed like the right thing for me to do to step down about a year ago from focus. I mean, why leave a great job with great influence and great respect and people know who I am and I'm, you know, but it just seemed right. And I'm at the place here in Hawaii where I'm once again, just saying, Hey God, I know you haven't forgotten me. And, uh, and I want to be at the right place at the right time for what ever that next step is and you know, what? no, that next step may never be as big or as fancy as focus on the family but I believe that whatever that next big step is for me it's going to be incredibly fulfilling um, I just believe that and I'm not sure what it is and even through this process of a year there's been a lot of many fulfilling steps along the way
1: and you're trying different things. You're not just sitting at home going, okay, I'm waiting for something to fall in my lap. You're out volunteering at Heart Ranch. You're helping a neighbor, you know, sell items for, out of their home. Like you are dabbling in a bunch of things because eventually something may give. A door may open. Mm-hmm. Uh, another step may occur. Like, but a lot of times I feel like in my life I just kind of waited. It was like twiddling your. Th- thumbs going, okay, when's it going to happen? And you really just got to put yourself out there and trial and error it. I feel like that's just life. And sometimes people don't realize that that person, they went from point A to point M, but there's all these different steps in between. It's not like they just fell into something overnight. There's a lot of hard work. There's a lot of trial. There's a lot of failure. Uh, We talked a little bit about the failure aspect and episode my goodness it's all running together but the mud love episode you guys we talked a little bit about failure and there's a fear there that keeps people from going to the next step but you know when you self-reflect and start to understand who you are you're taking care of yourself physically and mentally you start getting the filters you know these are my core values this is what's really important to me then that allows you to start testing the waters going out there Uh, figuring out even maybe in your current job where it doesn't feel very fulfilling uh, maybe you can bring in some fulfillment just as you reset your mind a little bit hey okay, maybe my job itself is not the most fulfilling thing, but how can I help my coworker today? Mm -hmm. Uh, They're really struggling, and that's fulfilling in and of itself, and I think that's pretty powerful and special. Um, You know what? I have a few extra hours on a Saturday. You know, I wonder what we can do as a family or maybe I can do as an individual to serve a nonprofit in my community. Uh, Maybe it could just be that, my goodness, I want a new pair of earrings. And at Walmart, they're cheaper than they are at the Starfish Project. But my goodness, I know that if I purchase these earrings through Starfish Project or (laughs) MoyMoyMarket.com, it's making a difference in a woman's life. She, who was a former prostitute, she was sexually exploited, not by choice at all. Uh, She was force-frauded or coerced into the sexual exploitation, but... Through this making of jewelry, she now has another form of employment and is getting therapy, hope, and healing in her life. I just think there's so many avenues that we really can start to look at and how we can make a difference with our lives, with our time, with our resources. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's picking up someone uh, who needs a ride, an elderly neighbor that needs just to go to the grocery store. And by you picking them up once a week just makes their day. Um, And then again, with their, with your money, just making conscious choices of how you're buying products and knowing that it really does have a huge effect in people and the planet. Well, that being said, you guys, I think that wraps up our podcast today. Um, You know, about once a month, we're going to just do a My Dad and I podcast, and uh, you can let us know if you like it or if you miss hearing other people. We want your feedback. We want to know what you really like and what maybe you don't like. Um, It helps us grow. It helps us get better, and it helps us gear our content to something that's helpful for you because that's what we're doing it. We're doing it for you. We're wanting to better people better the planet and you're you're part of that so we really hope that this content today um, helps you grow and become the best person that you're meant to be Um, again to check us out a little bit more or engage with us in the show notes on today's episode you can find my dad and myself our instagram And just click on it and DM us. We want to know more about you. Maybe you have a story to share and we'd like to hear from you. So definitely check us out in the Instagram. You can connect with us on the Talking Story podcast as well if you want to just talk to us through that avenue. And we again thank you for today's sponsor, which is near and dear to my heart.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yay. <laughs>
1: as you probably know, we do appreciate that. And it's MoimoyMarket.com. So it's the one-stop shop for products of purpose. So uh, if you do feel like giving back through your money, Moimoy Market is the way to do that. But again, we always appreciate if you would like us share us subscribe Sh- review what other things are there and share. And share share I'll share, I'll share. Always
2: say share and uh, and if you're on facebook what a great place just to say hey i just listened to a podcast today give them the link and uh, and it really touched me and let somebody else know about it you
1: know r- practically if you're on social media screenshot the yeah. the podcast And then share it in your, since everyone's doing Instagram nowadays, share it in your Insta stories. Two years ago was my first time I got Instagram. I fought it so hard. Anyways, we're on Instagram. So share it in your Insta stories or just send the link to a friend and say, hey, I think you could take a listen. It's been pretty cool to listen to. Maybe it will inspire you today. So have a good day out there, you guys. Have a great week.
0: Blessings, everybody. Aloha. Thanks for joining us today on the Talking Story Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged and inspired. Be sure to visit our show notes for more information and find us on social media at the Talking Story Podcast. Your hosts, Bob and Kelsey, want to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Oh, and big mahalo to our sponsor of today's podcast, Moy Moi Market. A one-stop shop to purchase products with purpose. We truly believe you have it in you to change the world too and to make an amazing difference in the lives of others.